This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, April 23rd, and let's talk about the weather. Well, the first thing is we've had an extremely warm period during the last week and a half. In fact, we broke a very interesting record. We achieved seven days of 70 degrees and above. The pre And this is a record for April. Uh, the previous record of consecutive days of 70 above in April were only five days. So we really took care of that record. But that's all going to change now. I look at the satellite picture this morning, and I can see a band of clouds associated with the front approaching the coast right now. Uh, the radar looking offshore sees some light showers, about 100 kilometers, about 60 miles offshore, and that's slowly moving towards us. And the latest weather prediction models, our wharf model and the American GFS model, show that this band moves into us later this afternoon, this evening. I think today we'll get away with partly cloudy skies and actually quite dry until dinner time. But then the front moves in and overnight the showers will move into our region. And Saturday is going to be a radically different day. Uh, temperatures will only get up to around 50 degrees. I mean, that's really cool compared to what we've had. And I expect you know, several tenths of an inch of rain over the region. So it's definitely going to be wet. A Sunday should be showery, chance of conversion zone, maybe a little bit warmer getting up into the mid-50s, but a radical shift in the temperatures downward. Now, the cooler temperatures will also allow snow to return to the mountains. You know, we had a great snowpack. It melted back a little bit, but I expect that there'll be snow of 4,000 4, feet and above. That could be several inches, actually a half a foot maybe, or more above 5,000 feet. So snow coming in over the weekend, particularly on Sunday. Now, as we get into next week, things will you know, calm down on Monday and Tuesday. A few showers on Monday. I think Tuesday and per perhaps most of Wednesday will be actually quite dry. The temperature's getting up to around 60. But the models are suggesting that another system will come in a Wednesday night and a potentially another one on Friday. So we're in a situation in which you know, I think we'll be pretty normal in getting showers on and off as we get by midweek. Now, April is a drier month than the midwinter. So normally midwinter months get to about six inches, five and a half, six inches. April is typically around three. So we are way behind. It's been very dry this month. Uh, we need several inches to catch up. I don't think we will catch up. I'll, I believe we'll get another inch, inch and a half before the end of the month, looking at the models. But we're going to end up with a dry April. That, that's for sure. Summer coming up, well, I can't say much about it. You know, we don't have much skill forecasting head to the summer. You know, the El Nino and La Nina correlation with weather is mainly during the winter. So at this point, I can't say anything meaningful about this summer. Well, enjoy the weather today and get ready for the rain tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 
weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. During the last week, several people have asked me about weather radar. What does it really show? What is this technology all about? So let's take that on in this podcast session. And I will also tell you about my favorite weather radar app, how I like to view weather radar. The idea of weather radar began during World War II. The British installed the home chain radar system along their southern coast to warn about incoming German bombers. But there was a problem. When heavy precipitation occurred over the English Channel, the bombers were often obscured. Apparently, precipitation could scatter radar waves effectively, and precipitation could be observed remotely. Now, after World War II, meteorologists acquired surplus military radars to experiment with the technology and found that heavy precipitation from thunderstorms could be easily viewed on radar, and phenomena like hurricanes could be observed well offshore. Uh, including the heavy precipitation, the intense precipitation, and the eye wall of these tropical storms. Now, in 1957, the Weather Bureau, convinced of the usefulness of weather radar, installed a dedicated network of weather radars over the central and eastern United States. And the weather radar era was born. So let me tell you a little bit about weather radar technology. The typical wavelength used is about 10 centimeters. Now that's in the middle of the microwave portion of the electromagnetic spectrum, not unlike the microwaves you have in your kitchen. Now when such microwave radiation hits a raindrop or an ice crystal, some of the microwave radiation is scattered back to the receiver. By measuring the timing, from transmission of that microwave radiation to its reception back, the distance of the precipitation can be determined since microwave radiation moves at the speed of light. Now, if there are more raindrops or more ice crystals, more targets, there is a stronger return. That makes sense. And bigger objects like big raindrops are more effective in providing a return signal. So, r radar can tell us how far the precipitation is, but it can also tell us how intense the precipitation is. A very useful capability. Now, one thing I should mention, raindrops are more effective targets than ice crystals. You can see rain better than, than snow, for, for example. And some non-meteorological targets are also apparent in weather radar. And that includes birds, bats, and even swarms of insects. Ornithologists, people who study birds, use weather radar to watch migrations that occur in the spring and the fall. Now, during the 1970s, a new type of uh, weather radar was developed, Doppler weather radars. You've probably heard about this. By measuring the shift in frequency or phase of the return signal produced by you know, that you have you have a radar sending out a signal and the frequency or phase can change 
if the target is moving. So if you have a moving target, it can change the frequency of the return signal. And using that, you can determine the speed that that target, that precipitation is moving towards or away from the radar. Now you have experienced the Doppler effect yourselves. You've, you've actually heard it when a, a train or car honking its horn or, or blaring a whistle approaches and moves past you. The frequency changes. And so let me give you a sample here. This I'll, I'm going to show you an example of it. This is from a train passing by. So li listen carefully. This is a new experiment for me. You heard how that frequency changed? That's the Doppler effect. Okay. Doppler weather radar, you know, has a lot of uses. For instance, it can sense the rotation in a major thunderstorm system that may be associated with the or with tornadoes forming within that severe convective cell. These are called mesocyclones. Now, let's talk about pragmatics here. Weather radar can be really useful for you to determine whether it is raining outside or whether it's going to rain during the next hour. It's a great way to plan your recreational activities. The best way to do this is to view an animation of the radar over the past few hours. So you look for the local weather radar and animate it. And if you know where you are, you can tell whether rain is approaching or leaving or whatever. Now, you can view radar animations on your web browser. There's a number of sites that provide this. My department website here at the University of Washington has a nice rendition of the latest Northwest radars, and you can, you can animate it online. So you can use that. Or you could use a dedicated weather radar app on your smartphone. And that is probably the best approach. Personally, I have found that the best app, the one that I use and many meteorologists use, is called Radar Scope. And you can download this at a nominal cost. I think it's $9.99 or something like that. And you can keep it forever. With this app, you can animate the radar. It'll show you where you are. And you can decide whether that walk or run or whatever will be wet or dry. Or whether your gardening will be soggy over the next hour. Well, knowing about weather radar can change your life. Or at least it could dry it out a bit. I hope you enjoy learning about weather radar. Take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.